When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Goal number one heading into 2022 was let's find out how great or how good or how not great or how not good Mac Jones really can be as a franchise quarterback. We didn't find out. Now we got to do it again. But at least now, by hiring Bill O'Brien, by knowing somebody else will be working in concert, having organized multiple different offenses before with loads of divergent, dynamic, explosive, and obnoxious talent, now you're going to have somebody who's going to get the most out of Mac Jones. And so by this time next year, you and I will be doing a podcast gauging how much they may try to open a negotiation with Mac Jones for in a contract extension as he heads into year four, when of course you have to decide if you're going to pick up that fifth year option or who they're going to be looking for as the future under center. Cause right now we still don't know. Right. And that's actually problematic because you're heading into year three of the five year deal of mm-hmm. cheap rookie quarterback contract. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of wasted a very important year there, but again, that's water under the bridge. We've moved forward. We're not talking about that anymore. And getting Mac either to play at a high level, which Mm -hmm. is obviously option number one. I'm sure that's the preferred option for Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, certainly for Mac Jones and Sophie and whatever his dog's name is. But even if you find that dog's name, by the way, it's probably something annoying. It's got to be named like a like a candy or a spice or something. Well, we also know it's whatever Sophie named it because Mac doesn't have an opinion on anything. So I'm sure. Oh, what? But you're Um, right. But even if you find out he stinks, like even if Billy O'Brien is at the end of his rope come Mm -hmm. next December, I think that's a positive step because a, for the most part, Billy O'Brien has seen and knows a lot of quarterbacks. Brock Osweiler is a name that I'll leave out. I don't know exactly how that happened. And he decided that was a franchise quarterback for the, for the Texans. But you know, he has seen Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, but he's also had to try to win with, Brock Osweiler and Brian Hoyer and some mm-hmm. of those guys. So he let Brian Hoyer to the playoffs for God's sakes. Yeah. And I think that's actually one of the pelts and on his wall. Um, and but- so was having a 24, nothing lead against the Kansas city chiefs. Hold on in the AFC championship. Now, one of the detriments to Billy O'Brien's time as a coach and coordinator and general manager, in addition to trading away D hop because of their massive differences was also pissing away said 24 to nothing lead in the AFC championship. Good news is he doesn't make those decisions anymore. He doesn't have to plays. Nope. call the offense, call the plays, make Mac good, get Mac. So he looks comfortable in the pocket and in his progressions, add some RPOs, play action, the whole thing, blend it mm. all together, Alabama and new England. So um, there's no question that Mac is going to remain the centerpiece story but in a much different light. And it's actually, 
So I don't know if you recall, I like to toot my own horn, but I was dead wrong on this one um, when I wrote that it was a no-lose situation for Mac last year. I was mm-hmm. wrong. A lot of people it, pounced on him and ripped him. I was stunned at how angry people got with Mac. This year, I think there's a lot of pressure. This is make or break year for him because he can't point to the sideline as stinking and he's not going to have Dan Orlovsky telling people why the offense sucks. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to say, oh, wait, the offense is still struggling. We're still turning the ball over. We're still not good in the red zone. Huh. Wonder what the problem is. Oh, I wonder if it's that guy wearing number 10 who has the ball in his hand all the time. So all the pressure, all the spotlight is on Mac Jones. Uh, A couple of good quality tweets from our pal, the old first in Foxborough host and frequent guest whenever you and I host any number of programs at WEI. Kyrie Thompson at Katie Thompson 5. He had a nice tweet a couple hours ago. A few initial impressions of B.O.B. offenses with Alabama and Houston. Pats fans will want to hear this one. A lot of quick hitting empty concepts out of shotgun that would play to Mac Jones's strengths as a fast processor. Agree. Under center play action, deep shots that could benefit speedy wide receivers like Tyquan Thornton. I actually remember those uh, that Mac Jones hit on a lot when he was the quarterback at Alabama as well and didn't involve Bill O'Brien. So that again, will play nicely into it. That's me editorializing Uh, some use of bunch sets to create free releases arguably could do more to scheme guys open. A few nice wrinkles on traditional concepts like the mesh to do just that, but also some wide receiver spacing issues. Uh, it could, it should be much better than last year, just not revolutionary. Okay. I mean, again, like these are all things Pats fans should want to hear. And I would like to also point out, Andy, that to all the Pats fans that immediately go to, hey, we got two tight ends, two guys that they spent a ton of money on. The Boston Tea Party 2.0 is coming back. What you had in 2011 was something that maybe no team will ever see again, which was the greatest traditional tight end in history and one of the truly best. It's a shame what happened to him personally. We are not judging what happened to him off the field and his criminal activities. But on the field, Aaron Hernandez was an electric football talent. And with mm-hmm. the two of those in their prime, Bill O'Brien was literally given like sushi, like a huge piece of sushi grade tuna and a tomahawk ribeye. No wonder why he cooked some of the best meals Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, or Pats fans ever saw before, as I always go back to top tier food analogies. But you're not going to see the same personnel groupings and the same prolific tight end scoring offenses just because you got Hunter and Janu. Sorry. Well, it's really no different than saying we're going to see the exact same level of quarterback play. He had Tom Brady then. He has Mac Jones now. Why won't the quarterback play be the same? It should be. I Right? Like, yeah. If we're just going to assume that he's going to turn whatever he has now into whatever he had then, then Mac should be Tom Brady. And nobody mm-hmm. is going to expect that, I would hope. Um, no, it, it, the, it's ridiculous. And and I, I've said this to you. I think the two tight end thing is more a product of Bill Belichick than it is Billy O'Brien. Like, that's Holy what Holy smokes. And Andy, Tom Brady in 2011... Uh, 13 and three, 401 completion, 611 attempts, 66% complete, 66% completion, 5,235 yards, 39 touchdowns. Damn. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. Oh, now, wait. Surrounded by talent, but also the run game was Danny Woodhead and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. So you had greater tight ends. You didn't necessarily have the most dynamic run game. Now you at, now you get Ramondre Stevenson. So, you know, that's why, that's why I think he's going to be a monster this year. 
So the other thing I wanted to touch on is this idea that some fans have, some of the dweebs on Twitter. Uh, Wait, hold on. This is a perfect chance for you to say, you people. You people. <laughs> that label Bill O'Brien a loser because he's never won a championship. He was in the window of no Super Bowl titles in New England. He goes to Alabama where they win regularly, doesn't win a title there, and therefore Billy O'Brien is a inherent loser. I I hate it. I couldn't hate uh, it anymore. Oh, please. As my mom even used to like to say, I'll blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. That's a great, it's one of my all-time favorites. It really is. It Like, I, I, I mentioned it to you when we were doing uh, the 10 and a half hour WEI football Sunday the other day. Uh, did he give up 52 points to Tennessee? Did he, you know, did he have trouble containing Georgia's Stetson Bennett-led offense? Uh, is it Bill O'Brien's fault that Tom Brady threw an ill-advised pick to a hobbled Gronk or missed Welker on the seam route in Super Bowl 46? No, it's not. Bill O'Brien is very good. He's really good at utilizing the talent that you're given and calling a game in rhythm and reading the way the game is going. And that's one of the things, that was one of the major deficiencies, obviously, of Matt Patricia was no prior experience no intuitive call to the game where, oh, th they're countering with this. This is the way I need to go. Here's how my guys are feeling. Like the, the game plans and the game script never improved as the game went on for the Patriots this past season. And I would argue that if Gronk played on two feet, two, two legs, he they probably win that Super Bowl. So handily. Um, uh, and, and I would also wonder, to me, going to the playoffs with Brian Hoyer is probably – more of an impressive feat than it is uh, a black mark against him to not win the Super Bowl, to go to the Super Bowl and not win. Like, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. Like, it just is. And and I don't, yeah. just like I don't think Randy Moss wasn't a good receiver because he didn't win or Logan Mankins wasn't a good offensive lineman because he didn't win. Like, no, like, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. It's a team sport. There's a lot that goes into it. Same thing at Alabama. You know, maybe if he had the receivers that had been pumping through the Alabama system a few years earlier, or maybe if his defense wasn't giving up a boatload of points. Ooh, sorry, can't talk about that because that's Nick Saban's area of expertise. And he or maybe, if, yeah, or maybe if you know Jamison Williams doesn't sadly pop his ACL in the title game against Georgia, right. then he wins the shootout, and they're lauding him for finding a way to outduel a loaded Georgia team that had one of the most drafted from defenses of all time right so uh, i i completely dismiss the idea that billy o'brien is not a winner can't win now i also don't believe he is the be all end all oh we got billy o'brien see you in kansas city next january in the afc title game let's see if we go to the super bowl no 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 there's a million things that i think needs to be fixed on this team there's still a million questions that need to be answered hell on the coaching staff mm -hmm. i tend to assume by the way uh, you mentioned Adrian Clem getting a mm -hmm. second interview, reportedly, likely for now a an assistant coaching job. He was the offensive line coach with the Steelers uh, from 19 to 20 or 19 to 21. Was he Is full OL, OL coach or like an assistant offensive line coach? I think he was the offensive line coach, if, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Then now, the went one, to Oregon for two seasons to be offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Run game coordinator. I believe the stat I read is they did not allow a sack a year ago. Uh, no, that can't be right. 
strike that's that from the wait that's crazy that's town that's i need to read that again um, in full luke skywalker at the end of empire strikes back that's impossible it is impossible um also i wonder because i also read that he makes like a million bucks there is he gonna uh, need a million dollar a year job to come be the o-line coach here because i can't imagine they're gonna pay him a million plus to be the offensive line coach here just an hour ago on pro football talk uh the website of one of your other favorites, Mike Florio report Patriots zero in on adding Adrian Clem to offensive staff. So this is trending. Uh, oh, and you know who the source is according to Mike Giardi of NFL media. Oh, that's our guy. And if, if it's coming from Giardi, I believe, you it. know, it's well-sourced. I believe right. it. So not like a crap sheet report. True. See, I gave a chance right there to both to, to both like chuff one of our guys as well as for you to take a cheap shot at someone else who's never been on the podcast. It's only a cheap um, shot. It's not true. Yep. They've uh, Breer reported that the Patriots have met with him for a second time. And what uh, I was so, going to yep. say there is I wonder <laughs> if the second interview <laughs> is not only for the offensive line job, but including Bill O'Brien in the interview, because I'm now the offensive coordinator. Now mm -hmm. I'll be involved in this Zoom call so that I can talk to you because we're going to be working closely together because Bill Belichick will be overseeing this all, but I'm the offensive boss now. I wonder if that's oh. the procedure. I love it. So yes, in fact, Clem was the offensive line coach for the Steelers for two seasons. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Andy, for three from 19 through 21, then made his way to Oregon. Uh, nope. Uh, it was, uh, yep. He was, he was the team's assistant offensive line coach for two seasons. O-line coach in 2021, then goes to Oregon where he picks up more experience as assistant head coach, run game coordinator and offensive line coach. So we're talking like now potentially going from Bill, Vinny Sanceri, Troy Brown, judge and Patricia having to do everything for the offense to Bill and some other coaches, perhaps it'll still be Troy Brown Sinceri. We'll see if there's any alterations to running backs coach room and wide receiver coach room. Nick Cayley, uh, the tight end coach room obviously could change as well now. But you're going to potentially add in a legitimate offensive line coach, a quarterback's coach with experience in Bill O'Brien, a real coordinator and play caller. Like This is a massive infusion of game planning and schematic talent. If nothing else, Patriots fans can sleep comfortably tonight knowing you're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to be a punchline. You're not going to be the butt of multiple football jokes next season. You should be proud of the team that Belichick, O'Brien, and company field next fall. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic because I think even well-coached teams can have brain farts and do dumb things and fall in their crap the bed. Sure. Yeah. And other teams have put together what they thought were really good coaching staffs. And probably two years later, we're looking for new coaches or new jobs themselves. So like looked awful this weekend, Andy, that's a talented team, that's very well coached. And they looked awful on Sunday. Awful. Yeah, I would argue that they lost their, their good coach. He now coaches the New York football giants. And that's why the offense has regressed this year without mm. Brian. Mm. But I'm a bit of a Brian Dable rump swab. So no, it's you're allowed to be, you're, you're allowed to. And you know, like to all the, to all the, People that say, oh, how good is Dayball if they lost 38 to 7 to the Eagles? First of all, that Eagles team is excellent. Loaded. Second, yeah, they're loaded. Second of all, that Giants team Thanks. is full of a bunch of people pulled together from my son's flag football team and your high school sons. <laughs> I don't know if some of them would make my high school sons. City team. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know who that James guy was. They're Richie James? Yeah. 
He joined him like mid year, and now he's like their go to guy. And I'm like, who the hell is this Richie James character? Yeah, and I know, and I know that Daniel Jones only threw 15 touchdown passes this year, but that he was able to get like Saquon's best season out of him. Like that, you know, I know they lost more games in the second half of the season than they won, but like everyone can pretty much universally agree Brian Dayball did something spectacular with that garbage Jet Giants roster this season, and they are trending up this year. And do we think it's a coincidence? Everybody used the what changed logic in New England, right? Mac Jones did XYZ as a rookie. The next year he did ABC. What changed? Oh, Josh McDaniels. So let's use the same what changed argument for Buffalo. Huh. Josh Allen was a turnover machine this year without who? Huh. What changed? Oh, guess what Daniel uh, Jones did? Led the NFL with fewest interceptions with five. Career low five. Huh. What changed hmm. for him? Oh, hmm. both the, the same thing changed for both guys. And he took the ability to not throw turnovers with him to New York from a different part of New York. <laughs> from Western New York to Eastern New York, which is technically in New Jersey. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think uh, I did want to add real quick to um, 850000 not a million for Adrian Clem's salary at uh, Oregon. Okay. So. He was Thank making you. good money there. Very good money, yes. Um, it'll be interesting to see what his aspirations are. He's now dabbled UCLA, Steelers, Oregon, Patriot. Like, what does he want to do? Does he want to be pro or does he want to be college? I love I love also uh, these, the, shall, shall we call it, the um, systemic influence that you're now going to be getting with Bill O'Brien having gone from the Patriots to the somewhere else in the pros, to college, now back to the Patriots. If Clem does come in, you're bringing knowledge from another team in the AFC that traditionally has a good offensive line. They did have some issues because they had personnel issues and retirements and trades, but you know, blank happens play experience in the collegiate ranks as well. Like they're fortifying the sidelines. It, it's just, I, I take comfort. I, I, I breathe a big sigh of relief this morning and I continue to, I'm not going to say feel triumphant. No, it's not. Yeah, we'll see you next. We'll see you next January in Kansas City. Although I, I think the AFC is actually going to run through Cincinnati for a while now to come. Oh, you um, mean they didn't fall off? Because after they lost the Super Bowl, everybody told me they had no shot to make the playoffs, and I told you you were morons. Not you. I'm, t- I'm big you, not you, you, yeah. big no, no. you. And right, I said, you. Yes, I said I've lived this life. When you have a special quarterback, special goes to the playoffs just mm-hmm. about every year. It really has to be something anti-special for special to miss the playoffs. And huh, son of a bitch. Bengals are in the AFC championship. Who could have seen that coming? Oh, wait, mm. everybody who had any idea that that he was a special quarterback and also not the comp for Mac Jones. Still not the comp for no, Mac Jones. No, no. I think I think last Sunday the Mac Burrow comps uh have died. Uh, or at least at least been they've been put in carbonite for a long time to come. And it's Mac Jones who is gonna have to work his way up to being compared to Joe Burrow again. Cause I don't think you'll ever see Joe Burrow play down to what we've seen Mac Jones do no disrespect to Michael McCorkle Jones in the NFL to date Joe Burrow. I think without putting up a stat line that would have won people an individual DFS matchup or a fantasy league in a certain day, I haven't seen a quarterback impress in the playoffs in a singular effort. Like he just did last Sunday in Buffalo because it wasn't even he threw for yeah he threw for 250 yards and two touchdowns that's like a modest success, modestly successful playoff stat line but he was money the whole game everything about his demeanor like his steely approach the attitude like that team took his moxie his stones and his gumption into that game 
that game was over from the first snap. Like just Buffalo had no chance and they didn't even know it. It's because he's special. I, I just go to that word and I didn't even know. I, you he's know, there's awesome. been a lot of growing comparisons with Brady and I didn't even know he had a thing for Brady early. I don't know if you saw that interview with uh, somebody who cares. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He did the interview talking about, remember the Brady, I think 2002 took a hit against Buffalo on a run that knocked his helmet off. And you're like, Oh my God, Brady's dead. And he just jumped right up. And he was out of, and he was out, technically out of bounds on that play, or, or is that the David Patton play? No, no, no. Yeah, no, this was a different one. He was in bounds. He just a yep. run and somebody took his head off. Got clocked. And yeah. Joe Burrow apparently saw that as a, I mean, so that's 20 years ago. He was like a five year old or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like, that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be basically. And you can see it in his game. He has that because we all know Brady's arrogant and cocky and ultimate competitor. Joe Burrow has that. Even just mm-hmm. the little um, better get the refunds ready for the oh, uh, neutral cycle. So, oh, He's not going to be Richard Sherman or Aqib Tlaib and go off on some rant. It's just a little subtle. Get the don't refunds you ever throw blah, 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 blah. Like, No, right. I don't need that. I don't need the loudest ro- voice in the room chest thumping look at me as in braggadocio no i just want that the joe that's why he's joey burr i just want that ice cold cockiness like and brady I, that's what yeah, brady and, always exactly brady, brady's digs were always hey harbaugh better study the rule book mm-hmm. like it's like four or five words but like oh boy he just killed a man he just murdered a man on live television or you know you worry about your roster to marty schottenheimer back in the day like yeah. these little phrases and that's what joe burrow is and that's why I don't know why we just got off on a rant. How much I love Joe Bro. I think we both just kind of wanted to talk about him because he's awesome. Um, and that's also, and, but that's where you want to see. That's where maybe two years from now, if you surround Mac Jones with proper, that's you want to see him get to something like that. You want to see him operate with that kind of proficiency, with that kind of confidence, or just even um, two thirds of that success. Can I get maybe just a, a taste? A I want to win the lottery too, but you know, it's nice to want. <laughs> that's why you keep going. That's why. It's, and it's more than just buying cigarettes, cigarettes and six packs is why you keep going to the corner store. Andy. Correct. Um, and I'm uh, that isn't meant to be a shot at Mac. There's no disrespect in being a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. I think Joe sometimes Barrow's being a great quarterback, of course, and sometimes being successful in this life is realizing your limitations and trying to make the most out of things that can become your honest to God strengths, which is where we'll go back to square one, which is where, how and why it's great to have Billy O'Brien back in town to regrow this offense and make the most of what they got and what they're to add as other coaches get hired as potential trades are made free agents and more, you know, there's one place to come for all of your Pat's talk shopping. And that of course is the six rings and football things podcast. Tell your friends, share, be a part of this growing community of online, robust football dialogue, nonsense, sick burns and more at six rings pod at Jumbo Heart and at Fitzy GFY. And of course, we're available on Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple Pods, and more. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, and share. We appreciate every last one, especially the ones that tell me that I look like a weird squarehead Kennedy person and Andy is a mean, mean troll. Until the next episode, good job, Justin Turpin, producer extraordinaire. He's Andy Hart. I'm Nick Fitzy Stevens. We will talk to you soon. Billy O is back. Rejoice, Pats Nation. What's to come next? We'll let you know next time we join you on Six Rings in Football Things. Goodbye, everybody.